Spirit Radio Podcasts. I think for most married couples, you know, your marriage is one of the most important relationships that you have. I'm coming up to five years married now. Now, the years have flown by. It's been a, a wonderful adventure. But one thing I've learned, and I know there's probably people listening that are married 25, 30, and indeed, as part of the world meaning of families, I was interviewing couples that were married 50 years, even one couple that were married 74 years. And it's not easy marriage. There's ups and downs, but sometimes we can maybe neglect our marriage by not putting the time and, and giving it the time and, and effort that it needs. Marriage takes work, uh, but maybe a little bit of help along the way would be good in terms of navigating the ups and downs. Well, our next guest has written a book for married couples, which is looking at really strengthening and encouraging and enriching marriages. Uh, really practical advice in this book. It's called, If You Forget Everything Else, Remember This, Building a Great Marriage. And on the line to tell us more of Catherine Hill, author of this book and also director of Care for the Family. Good morning to you, Catherine. How are you? Good morning. I'm really well, thank you. So why did you decide to put this book together, Catherine? Well, my husband and I have been married uh, for 30 plus years now, and we found, looking back, that there were so many things that we wish we'd learned earlier. Um, I think it's never, ever too late to put some new things into practice. And in the busyness of life, we thought what we would have loved would have been a book with short chapters, with easy to remember sayings, uh, that we could actually begin to uh, put better habits in place in our marriages. So that was behind it. And also, I think, um, on a bigger sort of scale. Before I worked for Care for the Family, I was a family lawyer and I saw then the heartbreak of family breakdown, which again, I see at Care for the Family day in, day out. And so I want to do everything I can to help and encourage people to put good uh, good marriages in place. And we know it's not always possible, but where possible. And and that's the thing, isn't it, Catherine? I think a lot of the times uh, when you're talking to couples maybe that are going through, through struggles, it's sometimes an amalgamation of lots of small things and the cracks become crevices and then they become harder to kind of mend. And that's really what a lot of is, is what's contained in this, this book. It's just kind of practical, every everyday things that you kind of read them and say, yeah, of course, that's a no-brainer that we should be doing these things. Uh, but life... Uh, gets in the way and it is the problem that we don't prioritize just putting time into our relationship yes i think that is it life is busy and particularly in this digital world that we live in and you know we have phones we have laptops we have all those different screens coming to take our attention as well as the everyday business of life whether we work whether we're at home whether we have kids uh, life is busy and sometimes the people that we love the most are the people that we don't put first because they're there we can take each other for granted and certainly that's something my husband Richard and I found we did that when our kids were little we found that we were living separate lives something that we sometimes call creeping separateness and again it was a few practical things we put in place uh, things like having a date night making time for each other continuing to be interested in each other remembering we're good friends things like that that made a difference and I've heard the, the date night example given so many times and you really have to, to make it happen. And as is with a lot of the advice in this book, but there's some interesting stuff in here, Catherine, that people might be aware of. You highlight something that I think is 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 really, really key, which is kind of understanding the, the different ways that we need to be loved. Because often it's actually just a miscommunication of needs. And you talk a little bit about the idea of love languages. Explain that to us. So over the years at Care for the Family, we've come back time and again to some research by a guy called Dr. Gary Chapman. And he basically says that there are five ways that we show someone that we love them. And 
for each one of us, one or two of those ways will be the way that comes most naturally to us. So uh, the five ways are with our words, uh, with time, uh, with actions, little tasks that show that we care for someone, uh, with gifts, and um, with touch. And for each one of us, one or two of those ways are the ways that we need to feel loved. But what happens is we're often married to somebody who has a different a different two ways of, of needing to feel loved. That we call it their love language. And it can be as if we're speaking French and our husband or wife only understands English or a different language. And what we need to do is study our husband and wife or wife and learn what's the way that they most easily feel loved and start to intentionally do that. And it can make the world of difference to a marriage. I know when we, myself and my husband did the kind of love languages test and, um, you know, just d- discovering things that you mightn't have, have known that the other person needs. And once you know it, you, you kind of say, well, I really need to work on that. I know one of mine, for example, is the acts of service, you know, doing all the little things. Um, whereas, you know, my husband thought, well, doing kind of big gestures, that's all I need to do. But actually for me, it was, no, I really actually like when you take out the bins and do the little things on the to-do list. And that means a lot to me. So um, speaking the same language can help. One of the chapters that might intrigue people uh, in the book is arguing well how do you argue well then Catherine (laughs) well some people think that arguing is a really bad thing having conflict is a bad thing but actually if we learn to do it well it can be a really good thing and it can actually strengthen our relationship a bit like a muscle building it up and there's in the book I talk about little practical things that we can do to learn how to argue well things to avoid things to um, put into practice so not making it personal not saying things like you always or you never um, standing back and I think maybe this is one of the key things remembering we're actually on the same side and trying to put an issue out that's come between us trying to almost like we're sitting together on a sofa and there's a cushion between us which is the issue putting it out in front of us and trying to look at it together and finding a different way a third way of resolving it um but yeah there's lots and lots of tips in the book about uh, how we can disagree or argue argue well one of the parts of the book that i really like Catherine, is the 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 chapter that's talking about love being a choice and yes. this is something that we don't really talk about enough these days because you know we are sold this hollywood idea of romance and love is sold as just as kind of a feeling and if that feeling changes well it's not love anymore but actually it needs to be a decision doesn't it i think this is one of the biggest threats to marriage in society is the the lie that we've been fed that love is a feeling. And actually, if you think about, um, you know, the most famous verse in the Bible, God so loved the world that he gave his only son. You know, Jesus showed uh, how to um, how to love in action. And then, of course, no marriage can survive on just hard, you know, hard work and actions alone. But often when we choose to do things, if we're intentional, if we choose to love, then we find the feelings follow. And I think it's probably one of my favorite chapters in the book, actually, is that one. Uh, love love is a choice. Um, the choice that we make on our wedding day, and we, we make that choice every day, uh, every day of a marriage. Catherine, what would your advice be to couples that are listening? And um, I think it's common enough where they kind of stand back and say, how did our marriage 
get to this point you know where maybe things are hitting a rough patch or aren't going so good and it's hard to kind of navigate your way back to where you once were what's a good starting point to try and just get back on the right path again I would say uh, to remember the things that you loved about each other in the first place think back however many years ago it is what were the things that you loved doing together what are the things that you love and appreciate about each other so often we we just notice the things that irritate us about our husband or wife whereas actually think about what you love about each other maybe even be brave enough to each say what we're going to write down or tell each other four different things that we love about each other and begin begin like that and I mean for every single couple you know if we've really got stuck to get help because it's so so worth it it's the most important relationship that we have but those little things um remembering what we loved about each other and then uh the spending time together and I think learning how to show love as we've just been talking about learning the love language learning a way to express love so our husband or wife really feels loved that can make a world of difference I know one of the things that puts enormous uh, pressure on a lot of marriages is financial stress and that's something that you try to address in the book which is discovering the money secret I'd like to know what that is (laughs) the money secret is as old as the hills which is spend less than you earn and that's hard some you know for some families that is really hard and they don't have enough money coming in but for most of us uh, it's looking at what our needs are and what our wants are and recognizing again the differences that we have in relation to our approach to money so in our marriage um i like spending money i like buying presents for people i like i like you know i i enjoy spending money my husband is a saver i'm a spender and he's a saver and provided you know neither of us are going crazy on those things those aren't bad things they're just different and so talking together about our approach to money uh maybe having a weekly little check-in with our finances how are we doing um and yeah just keeping communicating about that uh, is really really important because money is one of the things that can really come between us if we allow it to not having any secrets i think that would be um a really key one i I know in the early days of our marriage i spent some money on a credit card and i didn't tell richard and it started mounting up with the interest and um and once i told him we could tackle it together together yeah um, i would say a weight was lifted then once you kind of shared that such a weight was lifted exactly um and so so many couples get into difficulty because they haven't been honest about their finances and and it's hard it's a really hard thing to be honest about particularly if you've racked up some debt that your spouse doesn't know about but again the place to begin is a place of um of communication and generosity and forgiveness and just trying to again like we were saying about the conflict tackling it together there's so much to this book and just really great practical advice in it Catherine but one final one I want to touch on because I certainly remember when we were doing our marriage preparation course this one really helped me which is this idea of leave and cleave i.e you know you're both leaving two different families who did things probably in very different ways but you're now creating your your own new family unit how important is it to really do that so important and it doesn't happen overnight it's a gradual thing but we need to be forming our own relationship away from our parents or those who have cared for us. And that can be, it might not just be a physical thing, it might be an emotional thing. So someone could live the other side of the world, but if they are on the phone to their 
parents, you know, every moment of the day, if they're telling their parents things that they're not telling their spouse, that can be as damaging to someone who lives around the corner. And, um, you know, the, I think I tell a story about a, a mother-in-law popping in and having a key to the newlyweds flat and uh, really um, not being very helpful to this newly married couple. She was offering to, you know, rearrange furniture and thought she was being helpful. But actually, it's, it's having that break um, with what's been before and forming a new but mutually supportive relationship with our parents. Well, some really, really great wisdom in this book. Catherine, thanks so much for giving us a little bit of a, an insight into your book. If you forget everything else, remember this, Building a Great Marriage. Thanks for joining us on Spirit Radio. And by the way, where you can get the book is on Amazon. You can get it on muddypearl.com. And also you can get more information on careforthefamily.org. You know, Building a Great Marriage that's something that we all want but we got to put the time and effort and, and use kind of practical advice like that uh, in the everyday and I think this book you can kind of pick it up and just pick out a chapter and say okay let's work on that one for, for the next little while Thanks for listening to our Spirit Radio podcast Don't miss out Subscribe today Find out how at spiritradio.ie